Good morning once again. It is good to be with you. I want to say hi to those at home watching on Facebook Live and YouTube and those listening to this sermon later as a podcast. Um, and to all of you who are here today, if you've got your uh, palms with you, give them a shake. Give them a little shake. People in the balcony, I see you. All right. Thank you. We're here on this festive Palm Sunday morning, and we join others around the globe who also uh, celebrate and remember the way that Jesus entered triumphantly into Jerusalem all those years ago. So let's listen to that story as it comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. Listen for God's word to you today. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany to the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the, coat, on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He said, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A few weeks ago, I took my son Theo and his friend over to Lee High, Lee High School, uh, on a bike ride. And when we got there, we found out that there was a track meet going on. And they were thrilled to uh, see the discus throw, the, um, the shot put, the long jump, the high jump, the hurdles. They wished there were javelins, but there weren't. Um, all kinds of running races. And the part that they liked best, though, the thing that thrilled the most was at the beginning of some of those running races, how there would be a starting gun. Boom! It would go off. They would jump as the runners began their race. But what you might not know is that in the end of um, some longer multi-lap races, when the runners begin their final lap, there's also a gun that goes off. Boom! To let them know they're into the last lap of their race. It's called the gun lap. Have you heard of it? Recently, a friend of mine here in the church lent me a book by this same name. It's called The Gun Lap. And the book is how to um, end your race the right way. Not a running race, but some part of your life. So this friend, and I'm not going to say how old he might be, he said, listen, maybe I'm in the gun lap of my life, and I want to make sure that I finish it well. So for some, that could mean uh, what to do with the later decades of your life, how to live in a way that's good for you spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. For others, the gun lap is how you might finish your degree or develop in your job or grow as a friend. Maybe that's the gun lap that you face. For some, it could be senior year of high school, the gun lap of your youth. I ran into a a mom here this weekend, and she told me her son had just turned 18, and he and his friends were going skydiving. Yes, 
And um, a bunch of them are actually in our church youth group. And here's a picture of it. Let's see. There they are. Uh, they made it back safely. All got back safe and sound. But they were definitely thinking about how they wanted to live out the gun lap of their high school careers. For some parents, it might, the gun lap might be when your child finishes some stage in school, preschool or elementary school years, or before those kids go off to college and finally leave forever, never to return. Well, it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> maybe, maybe your gun lap is in your marriage or in your relationships where things won't go on this same way forever and ever. So how do you want to live at this point? Is there something you want to change, work on, or focus on? Maybe that's your gun lap right now. One thing to remember about the gun lap is that it's not easy. It is by definition a difficult lap. You've been running for a while. You're tired out. Your legs feel like jello. Do you know that feeling? You've been doing this and you wonder, can I see it through to the finish line? The gun lap is a hard lap, but it's worth it. And I want to take this one idea with you and um, bring it into this story from Palm Sunday, the one that we just read about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. This is the very beginning of Holy Week, and it commemorates the last week of Jesus' life on earth. And although Jesus has been headed toward Jerusalem since Luke chapter 9, this is Luke chapter 19 when he finally arrives. And he has to... And this last week begins, and he has to go through everything that it will bring. The Last Supper with his disciples, being betrayed by one of his best friends, arrest, beatings, being hung on the cross to die. Jesus is entering his gun lap. He's been saying for quite a while that this is what was going to happen, that he would go up to Jerusalem, he would be handed over, suffer, and die. This is not a surprise to Jesus. The events of Holy Week seem to be known to him even before they start. Notice the details of this story. He sends his disciples into the village and says, go. He doesn't say, uh, go and see if there are any donkeys in there. He says, go to this village. You will find a donkey tied up. It's one of these colts that has never been ridden before. Jesus knows. And then he tells them, the owner might come and say, oh, what are you doing? And if so, just say, the Lord needs it. And that's exactly what happens. Jesus comes riding into Jerusalem on this day, and uh, on this donkey, and it's a reference. This whole scene is a reference back to an Old Testament prophet named Zechariah, who in chapter 9, verse 9, says this, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Rejoice, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus knows what he's doing when he enters the gun lap in Jerusalem. He knows it's going to catch the attention of those religious leaders. They knew the prophecies too. But not only that, the Romans were going to notice. That occupying force, that political power, they were very concerned with any, um, any challenge to their control. This was not going to end well for Jesus. But he knows all that too. And still he rides and still he comes, and still he finishes his race all the way to the end. I was on a Zoom call this week, uh, this week with Pastor Erica and a number of uh, theological students from Malawi, which is located in southern, uh, southern Africa. 
And um, this is a course that we're taking. And oh yeah, there's, there they are. Um, and this is a stu- there are students in Malawi who come every two weeks to a theological college where they spend time doing their courses, including this course online with us. And most of them are already pastors serving in their local churches. One lady who was there told, her, it told us it took her three days just to get to the school. She lives out in a village, so she had to ride a motorbike over these dirt roads. But then it had been raining, so the, the dirt roads turned to mud roads. So she was driving through the mud until she couldn't drive. She had to walk all the way just to get to a tarmac, a paved road. Once she got on the paved road, she caught a minibus or a minivan, which is kind of like, you know, seven-passenger van with 20 people in it. And so she would then drive and drive and drive. It took her three days. The students were telling us that in Malawi, it's very unusual for people to own their own books. Very few people own their own books. They don't have access to a library. They don't have good internet where they live. And so for this course, part of the deal was Western pastors like Eric, Pastor Eric and myself, we buy the books and we send them to these students. So they'll have the books in hand for the class. And so they said on the Zoom call, in our culture, we don't just say thank you, we sing and dance about it. So in this photo, which if you see it again, you'll see all of us are sitting there, um, and then in the Malawian classroom, they're all sharing one computer, and they're up dancing and singing with the books in their hands, like this, just dancing and singing that way. These are books that I bought on Amazon with three clicks, right, on my computer, But for them, this is part of the gun lap of their education. They're pursuing a higher level so they can serve their local churches and their local communities. But it's not easy. They have to go over muddy roads. They have to be away from their families. They have to study with books when they don't have any books, and they don't have a library. They don't have the internet, and they share one computer. The gun lap, by definition, is hard. It's a difficult lap. But if it's God's way or God's will, it is worth it. For those students in Malawi, it's worth it. For Jesus in Jerusalem, this week will test him and push him and make him ask, is there any other way, God, that this could go? Is there any other um, path I could take? If it is your will, take this cup from me. But it's God's will that needs to be done. And so he continues to the end. So I want to make some connections with you about this story from Jesus' life with our own life and situation these days. Jesus is our model. He is our pattern for what it looks like to faithfully live out our callings and follow God. Our gun lap, hopefully, won't end up on a cross like it did for him. But the question is, how will we live? How will we live right now? I was driving with a friend this last week in his Tesla. And um, first of all, it felt like being in a spaceship. It was kind of cool. Um, But as we drove, we were talking about where he is at this point in his life. And he was saying he was thinking about things in his professional life. He'd had a lot of success. He had a great family life, a a wife and some kids. They seemed to love each other and like each other, which which is good. Um, But he was wondering this question. He's like, where does all this lead? What does all this mean? Does he continue on the same direction he's been going just for decades and continue in his career? Or is there something else he's meant to do? Something that's got to change? He wondered how could he have a positive impact on the world. I guess my my friend was having the age-old question of how to move from success to significance. He told me he had recently joined the board of a local nonprofit, and it was a whole new world to him. 
He said it was something he felt good about. He'd been more selective about the clients he was taking on and working with. It, it helped him feel like he, was, he, he felt good about the work he was doing. He told me about projects he had in mind for how to give back to his, his home community. And I don't know about this Tesla-driving friend of mine if, if he's going to do all these good things. I don't know if it's going to end up that way. I don't know if he'll stay on the board, if he'll choose the right clients, if he'll give back to those in need. Those are all good things. But I pray that he will because he's on a kind of gun lap in his life where he wants to let God be the guide to show him the way and even if it's hard, to follow through. So how about you, my friends who are here today on this Palm Sunday morning? How about you as we enter Holy Week and we look towards Easter? As we see Jesus ahead of us as the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, as we journey where God is leading us, I wonder what is the gun lap that you have in your life? I'm talking about this image of, of the gun lap, um, a chance to finish something in a good and honorable way. Finishing something in a good and honorable way. What would that be for you? This isn't a morbid question, but it is a chance to reflect about our own lives. What is the thing, the task, the work, the calling, the challenge, the opportunity, the change that God has placed in your path and asked you to finish out? It's not always easy, but that's why we look to Jesus as our guide. You know, earlier we sang this song, it was called Blessed Be Your Name um, with the worship band, and some of the, the lyrics, this is what they said, Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name, and blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering. Blessed be your name. For Jesus entering Holy Week, there is sure to be pain in the offering, but he runs the gun lap and he finishes that part of his race anyway. So for you, I don't know what you're facing or thinking about or dealing with right now this week. But I want to encourage you as you run your race, as you enter Holy Week, as you look ahead to the pain of the cross and the joy of Easter, that God has given you some hard things to do, but do them anyway. You know, there's an old list that came out some years ago, 1968, by a guy named Kent Keith, and you might have heard it before, this list. Um, it's been uh, incorrectly attributed to Mother Teresa but if you want to go down an internet rabbit hole like I did this week, you can find out the truth. It wasn't Mother Teresa, it was Kent Keith. And he wrote this, it's called The Paradoxical Commandments of Leadership. Listen and see if one of these speaks to you. People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you're successful, you, will, you win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The biggest men with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest men with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. And we add women onto that one, okay? People favor underdogs, but only follow top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight, 
build anyway. People really need help but may attack you if you help them. Help people anyway. Give the world the best you have and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you have anyway. My friends, this is my message for you this week. To follow Jesus into the events that are still ahead. To follow Jesus into the hard parts of the Holy Week story. And even into the hard parts of your life and of your calling. Christ goes before us in the gun lap of his life. And may we follow, running the race that God has given us. May it be so for you today. Amen.